Welcome to episode 28 of the Bases Loaded podcast. We've got a solid episode for you today. We are going to be naming our top players for each National League team today. So the best hitter, the best pitcher, maybe a breakout candidate, someone who might not have had a good track record recently, but could be seeing a, a great season up ahead. So let's get maybe a place. rookie if yeah for sure so uh we're gonna start we're doing national league first we'll start in the nl west with the arizona diamondbacks and i'll start i'm gonna choose the arizona diamondbacks cy young team cy young to be this is pretty easy pick zach gallon it's on the fantasy team uh since our last episode we drafted our fantasy teams zach gallon zach zac great flow these days Great curveball, great number of the show. Love Zach Allen. All right. I think one guy in the D-backs I think is going to have a nice year is Christian Walker. He actually hit 29 home runs back in 2019. Very under the radar, but he definitely has quite a bit of power. He has very good exit velocity numbers on StatCast, and I think he's a guy that's going to have a very nice offensive season. And I'll go with the Arizona Diamondbacks' best hitter, in my opinion, would be Cattell Marte, who he can hit for average. He can hit for power a little bit. You know, Eduardo Escobar, he did lead the league in RBI in 2019, I believe. But Eduardo Escobar? Yeah, he did. Go fact check me. We're getting the research team on it. Uh, But he had a really bad season in 2020, even though it was 60 games. So he could be the best hitter, switch hitter. He also was a contact power guy. He was tied for fifth in MLB. What about na- the National League? He was fourth. Okay. I was wrong. But he had 118 RBI. I mean, that's that's a lot. Heft- that's a hefty amount. Yeah, people didn't realize that. So, so Cattell Marte for you, Zach? Yeah. Chase? I think the best hitter on the Diamondbacks will be, I think, David Peralta. I think, you know, coming off a hot season. I think, you know, he is 33, but I think... You know, he's going to age like fine wine. So I'm, I'm going to go with David Peralta. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to move on to one of the most depressing teams, the Colorado Rockies. There's not a lot to look forward to, not a lot of excitement on this team. Um, Chase, we're going to start with you. Uh, what do you think? pick for best hitter. Yeah. I think Trevor Story is the best hitter hands down on that team now with Arenado gone. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys a breakout candidate. Um, I wish we had more bench slot spots on our fantasy baseball roster because I was going to consider drafting this guy, Sam Hilliard. He's an outfielder who crushed in AAA in Albuquerque. And I think he continues that at the major league level. Um, Big lefty power guy. I think he has a chance to hit a ton of home runs at Coors. Uh, I think an interesting signing from the Rockies is uh, CJ Crone. Um, he's definitely um, not your typical slugger first baseman. He definitely doesn't have as much power as some of the better guys at that position. But playing at Coors Field, I think, is going to be an advantage for him. I think he will be able to hit a lot of home runs. And he's always been the guy get draws walks and gets on base. So I think that going to Colorado is going to, um, going to be very good for the 
for CJ Crone's career. Yeah, for sure. And the best pitcher, I think, it's got to be Chichi Gonzalez. No, I just wanted to say his name. <laughs> it's got to be Herman Marquez, right? Good sinker baller. Pretty consistent over the last couple of years playing at Coors Field. He's been solid. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll stay in the NL West. We'll go to another kind of mediocre team in that division, the San Francisco Giants. Who would like to start? Let's see. I got a bit of a very under the radar breakout candidate, I'll say, for the uh, for the San Francisco Giants. It's going to be Logan Webb. All right, Logan Webb. Um, he apparently is going to be um, at least competing for a rotation spot. May not get it. Will very likely at least be in the bullpen for them, and. I'm looking at his stats from both 2019 and 2020 on the fan graphs. And something that really jumps out at me is how low his FIP is, despite how high his ERA has been so far. He has pretty good strikeout numbers, doesn't walk a lot of guys, and does not give up home runs. So in that ballpark, which is already a big pitcher's park, I think he's going to be able to really limit um, the runs against him. I think he's going to have a great year once he uh, – once he, uh, get some opportunities to start. Uh, one player I'd say look out for is uh, he was kind of a breakout candidate the last two years or a year and a half. Um, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, someone who definitely like a late bloomer, but uh, got called up pretty late and he's been playing very well for the Giants. And I think he keeps it up. How old um, is he? Isn't he like 30 31 or something? He's 30. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I f- is Donovan Solano, you think he's better? Do I think he's better he than Yaz? No. I doubt it, but he had I a really good was, start to 2020. I think that was just this 40 good games, honestly. Like, I yeah, think that fun. was a complete fluke. That was very uh, odd. Yeah. Um, two guys that are two signings they made pitchers starting pitchers who are probably going to be in their rotation alex wood and anthony d sclafani i i think they're cy young their best pitcher overall is going to be kevin gossman he had a nice year last year but i think anthony d sclafani and alex wood in like a new pitcher friendly situation at at&t park are gonna have interesting years and i i think they'll they'll surprise some folks yeah zach do you have a pitcher i think those are definitely good picks johnny cueto is aging but you know he can still he's still viable as a solid pitcher especially to eat innings which is what the giants want and yeah he's got his whole timing game which that's something that he's never going to lose so you know he'll stay decent with that it's not like he's going to lose velocity which he will but it won't affect him as much but yeah we'll see alex wood could be solid di Sofani. all right we'll move on to the padres um probably the second best team in the national league maybe third behind the braves but um maybe the yeah. first maybe first hopefully first um one guy that i think is going to be their rookie of the year is new signing Hassan Kim. Um, just signed from the Kiwoom Heroes, my favorite KBO team, so I already like him. 
and I just think he he fits nicely into the uh, uh, the, the Padres infield. I mean, they have Cronenworth who's pretty expendable. He can move around, um, maybe play some outfield. So I think he'll slide in nicely at second. And, uh, he's a pretty big power guy for a guy that's five foot nine, one sixty eight. So, um, Kim. Yeah. Let's see some two things I'm very interested to see with the Padres. One is that Victor Caratini is going to get an opportunity to be the everyday catcher. If he hits well enough, they will not hesitate to start him every day, especially since he's a switch hitter and Austin Nola is only right-handed. If Caratini, um, he's going to finally get a chance to be the everyday catcher, and I think that he has the talent and he's a switch hitter, good enough defense to take advantage of that. The other thing I want to say is that I think the best hitter on the Padres 2020 will not be Fernando Tatis, will not be Manny Machado, my bold prediction is that the best hitter on the 2020 San Diego Padres is Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham. Lead-off guy. Lead-off guy. Going to score a ton of runs. Going to be very valuable in fantasy. I don't, know who, I don't know who has him, but I think that Trent Grisham is going to really step out, step up. 2019 Nationals MVP. Yes. Trent Grisham. Yes, definitely best pitcher on this team is tough now but you know Denelson Lamette obviously he had a great season for most of the year last year and 2019 he looked pretty good but I'm gonna go with you Darvish based on the track record of his last year and a half and prior years prior to that he's been great Blake Snell I've said before is maybe a little overrated hopefully he gets the chance to show that he's a star caliber pitcher but I'll go with Darvish, though it could be any of those three, I feel like. I think someone who's going to improve even more off of his first season is Jake Cronenworth. I think that, you know, coming off Rookie of the Year, I think he is arguably – I think he'll be one of the best hitters on this Padres team, so definitely still someone to look out for. You know, don't sleep on Jake Cronenworth. For sure. What position is he going to play? Second base, usually. bet he'll play the outfield. Is Kim – Kim plays second. Well, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if Jake Cronenworth is going to get enough playing time because Pham, Myers, and Grisham are in the outfield. Um, and then Hosmer is at first. The good news about Cronenworth is that if any if any of the seven of the eight starters, not including the catcher, gets injured, he's going to be in the lineup. Right. In anywhere. But I think that... You're right, and that unless uh, unless Kim starts off very slowly, that Cronenworth is going to be um, not going to get a ton of at bats. National League, like, he'll probably be the first pinch hitter every night. I feel like they could also put Will Myers at first base, right? He plays there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If because he's a righty and Hosmer's a lefty, so they could maybe do a platoon there and put Cronenworth in left. But that's not going to happen every day. Who knows? Yeah. If he's hit, if he hits as well as he did um, at the start of 2020, I think he will definitely, they'll be able to be creative, find ways to get him into the lineup every day. I feel like Jake Cronenworth is kind of like Max Muncy. Not as much power, but like you need a spot to put him in the lineup and he doesn't have a starting spot in the field. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because he was the rookie of the year and just kind of, just kind of won it because nobody else was good. I, I'm not saying he didn't have a bad year, but it'll be interesting to see if he re- regresses a little bit, which I think could happen. Um, so, yeah. 
And our fifth and final team in the NL West, the reigning champs, Los Angeles Dodgers. There's plenty of MVPs and Cy Youngs on this team. Um, but does anybody want to give a shout out to a breakout guy? I think, I think that Julio Urias, you know, last, last, last out of the world series last year, you know, I struggled his first couple seasons in the majors. Like I think he started off well as a rookie actually, and then struggled a little bit, but I think he's going to like bounce back and I think he's going to pitch really well this year. I just have a feeling. Um, I, I think really being around, I was going to say too. I mean, if you look at, what? Wait, I like glitched out. Sorry. Oh, so I was. I, yeah, Chase took my took took my guy. I mean, I was gonna say uh, Julio Urias too. I thought that I'm looking at his stat cast right now. Out of Koshaw, Bauer, Bueller, and David Price, Julio Urias has the lowest exit velocity against lowest barrel rate and lowest hard hit rate. I think that he's also he's only just 24 years old. And we saw in the playoffs that he can pitch well in high leverage situations. I thought I think he's definitely a guy that's uh, that's going to break, that's going to really step up to the potential that he's been hyped up to. That didn't really make much sense when you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and then you also got to pick the random double A guy that no one's ever heard of yeah. on the Dodgers. That's going to become a stud. And uh, I'm going to pick Sheldon Noisy, traded for him from Oakland. Seems just like Max Muncy, and I think uh, I think Sheldon Noisy is going to have a very nice breakout year. Jacob, I don't know if you heard, but Zach said that he did not like the pick of Julio Urias. Yeah. I'd and like I'll to explain say. why. So you know, in 2016, Julio Urias, as Joe Buck would say, Urias. was he was also a starter for the Dodgers, and. Everyone was like, he's 19 years old. He's awesome. He's going to be so good. Just watch out for this guy. That was five years ago. And they said that basically every year for the last five years, basically. So I just, I, I don't like him. You know, I don't, I don't see that happening because it was supposed to happen in 2017 and 2018 and 2019. And this year, he's a solid playoff pitcher because he's pitched in the postseason a lot because he's a Dodger. And he was definitely a super reliever in 2020 in the playoffs. But I don't think he is a good quality, a great quality starter. We will see. We will. Yeah. Before we move on, just a guy to look out for who didn't play in 2020, Gavin Lux. Yep. Um, pretty shocking. He got demoted to the alternate site, like right before the season and just didn't get called up. I don't know if there was a, issue or injury or something but he is still a, a high high quality young player and i i think if he gets a lot enough at bats he'll make a huge impact so yeah for sure yeah shall we move on to the nl central or the nl east chase what do you want NL central please okay he's about to go off we're gonna start who, who's uh, best on the cubs yeah, we'll start with yeah. the Cubs. Start with the Cubbies. Chase, Ooh. who's your best player on the Cubs? Avid Cubs troll, yeah. Chase Avery. I mean, I don't want to say it. Like, I don't want to just like say Zach Davies because I think I feel like he will be like their best pitcher. 
either him or Kendricks. Mm. Hendricks, but like position player wise, like hitting, I'm gonna go with. I think Jake Marisnik's gonna be good. What? I'll tell you why. I knew you were gonna say that. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I think yeah, he was he wasn't bad on the Astros, okay? And well, I he, wonder why. He's pretty bad. He's he's still he's very fast and he's still pretty uh you can move him around around the outfield. So I think he's gonna I think he'll play well. I don't know. So why. you think he's gonna be the best Cubs hitter? No. That, or is that no? I think, I think yeah. he will. I think he will only play in the seventh inning or later, and not really hit. Jake Marisnik in twenty twenty had ten strikeouts for every one walk. Okay, ten to one strikeout <laughs> yeah. to walk ratio. Cubs are trying to eliminate that from their that from their platter is not the sign of a good baseball player. Okay, and well, I think, I, I think I think Javi in 2019 it was only 6 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio, but but signs of regression. So, um, I, I think Javi will hit the best on this team. Oh. But I think Will he hit better than Tim Anderson? No. Is I he a better player than Tim Anderson? Uh, overall, I mean, he's probably a better def- defender than Tim Anderson is. So mm, not really probably. Okay. But um yeah, like definitely. So as a Cubs fan, I'm excited for I mean Jack Peterson is crushing it in spring training. He's got five yeah. dingers. He's raking everybody. Everything. Love seeing the MLB comment section. Dodgers fans are just like, We miss you, Jock. Uh Jocktober, you know, California love, like, you know, LA baby. Um, but a guy to look forward to to watch out for is, um, I mean, look, he's been mentioned on our po- uh, our podcast a lot. Nico Horner, he's looking bigger, hair is longer, he's crushing it in minor leagues. I think leads spring or not minor league spring training. I think he leads spring training in hits at the moment. So, um, Nico Horner, Stanford boy. Yeah, that's true. He is definitely surprised you knew that. Looking to break out. My solid, my like breakout, which this isn't really a breakout, it's a veteran. I'm going to say Cameron Mabin is going to make a solid impact. He's a decent hitter. He can play the outfield. He's got speed. He probably won't have a starting role, but who knows if someone gets injured or whatnot. And he's good veteran. See, great for team morale. Yes. I got a bit of a bold one, but I'm excited for, uh, for Craig Kimball to represent the Cubs at the 2021 All-Star game. I do not, I did not like this signing at all. I did not like the signing. I still think it's a terrible signing, but I also know that Craig Kimball's only 32. He had a 41% strikeout rate in 2020. And I think that the Cubs pitching coach should find, has cut that last part out. He has (laughs) has a 41% strikeout rate. In 2020, in 2020, and I think that if he can cut the walks down just a little bit, he is so nasty when he is on top of his game, which we saw at times in 2020. Last year, I, every time I watched Craig Kimball, Craig Kimball is going to return somewhat to his original all-star level. Chase, what were you going to say? 
every time I watched Craig Kimbrell last year pitch, like he either like blew the lead or almost gave up the lead. I remember one well, game. Well, you clearly didn't watch I remember in one September game, at all. <laughs> I remember one game. They were up like Cubs were up like six and he gave up like four runs at the end of the game and like made it a close game. Um, Greg Kimball hasn't had a normal a normal preseason since 2018. Yeah. He's and also that he's season, been looking bad this year. Go ahead. Yeah, and that season he pitched deep into the playoffs, was very good, but also pitched a ton of innings deep into the postseason and was likely tired, didn't get a good uh, start in 2019, 2020, weird season. I think Craig Kimball is going to be back to a, a least a – league average closer with the possibility of being an all-star in 2021 he has looked really bad in spring training so far though not i guess it doesn't mean anything okay overreacting about spring training he's been horrible but jack don't worry about it great all right um let's move on let's go to cincinnati reds um this is not a great team sonny gray is going to be their best pitcher hands down Maybe. Why do you think he's better than Luis Castillo? I mean, wasn't Luis Castillo shaky last year or no? I'm not saying you're wrong. I just want you to justify that. He was really inconsistent, Castillo. Castillo. I'd have to look back at the stats, but I feel like um, last year, Sonny Gray just pitched better than he did. Could be wrong. All right. I have a season. I have a think. I think Castillo is somewhat of like a one pitch wonder as a starter. Like, yeah, he throws 98 and he's got an incredible changeup, but someday it's just like not going to work or they're going to figure him out. I could see him kind of having like a Carlos Martinez career, like a couple yeah. years as a very good starter, then goes to the bullpen. And yeah. with that change, that, you only need that one pitch in the bullpen, especially. For sure. That's a yeah, possibility. I like that. He would be a great closer. But right now, yeah, he can pitch innings. I think Sonny Gray is just so good these days. I would say one person that is going to be a little bit of a breakout, I mean, someone who 2019 season really shook things up around the MLB and everyone was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Aristides Aquino. What? (laughs) I can't pronounce it. Aristocrat. Tortilla. Socrates. <laughs> what is Aristotle? Aristotle. Um, Pythagoras. Wait, I need the pronunciation. It's Aristides, Aqu- Aristides Aquino. Aristides Aquino, yes. Aquino. Aquino. Anyway. I think he'll have a great 2021. He only played 23 games last year, I think, due to injury. but And due to being bad. I think... Th- I think that he'll have a good season this year. Due to is not good. Um, I have a prediction for best reliever. Not Amir Garrett. Not Sean Doolittle. Not Lucas Sims. Tony Santian. Who? Okay. Okay. I am going with Tony Santian. I don't know how you say it. Number 64, aged 23. And I think he's a girthy guy. That can give the Reds some quality innings this year. The Reds always have their bullpen sucks every year, but they always have a couple guys that are just like, wow, guy's kind of good. I think one of the guys that's gonna that we're gonna be saying, wow, that guy's kind of good, is gonna be Lucas Sims. I think that his 
I'm looking at his stat cast and his stat cast numbers, like absolutely amazing, like 95th or above percentile in all the expected batting average, expected ERA, expected Woba stuff, 100th percentile in fastball and curveball spin rate. And I think his stuff's nasty. And I think that everyone's going to know his name by the end of the season. And I also think Nicky Delmonico is going to uh, get some, hit some bombs off the bench for the Reds. Nice. All right. St. Louis Cardinals. Oh. oh. Well, yeah. Nicholas Castellanos. Yeah. I was going to say Castellanos. He'll still hit homers, you know, no matter what. Joey Votto, though, don't sleep on. Huh? Sleeping. Okay. Um, let me go to the Cardinals of St. Louis. And I think their best reliever is not going to be Andrew Miller. It's not going to be Giovanni Gallegos. It's not going to be Jordan Hicks. It's going to be Ryan Helsley. Okay. This guy has a pretty nasty cutter at like a 90, uh, 98 above, something like that. And um, I, I think he's going to be a, a sneaky, really good reliever for the, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, best starter, Kwon Young Kim. Really? I, I, I like that pick. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. I feel like he was a reliever though last year. Like they, he, yeah, he started uh, yeah. He started a couple times, but he wasn't very good. No, he was solid. Okay. I think I picked him up in fantasy at one point. We gotta do a fantasy recap. True. Get After everyone this. on this. Get everyone After on the this, pod. we'll do a, our teams. Anyway. We'll do like a yeah. I have the best team. Update. I have the best team, just those listening. I um, think I do. I no. don't I don't think it's me, but like all right. We don't have to go into it. Anyway. Best hitter on the Cardinals has gotta be Nolan Arenado. Does it maybe though? Paul Goldschmidt? Yeah, I don't know. Arenado coming out of Coors Field might have some adjustments. Um He might though, or he might not, or he might be the exact same guy. Um we don't know. It's that's gonna be something interesting to see. It's gonna be uh it's been a while since like that high profile of a player who had played in Coors Field for that long kind of got a chance to leave and go play elsewhere. So it's going to be really interesting to, <laughs> <laughs> to see. All right. Breakout pick Cody Whitley in the bullpen. Great what? stat cast numbers, lots of strikeouts, good control. No one hits the ball hard off him. Only pitched a couple innings in 2020. I think he's going to have a great year. And then Dylan Carlson. I'm really high on him. Really high on him. Got him in fantasy. I think he's a very talented prospect. Going to hit some bombs this year. Is this the year of Alex Reyes? I feel like people have been saying that for (laughs) since 2015. Yeah, similar to Urias. All right. My breakout candidate is going to be Tyler O'Neill, actually. Other outfielder who's got a lot of power. Big, strong guy. Canadian. Yeah. All right. Chase, do you have a... Yeah. I think a comeback player, I would say, Jordan Hicks coming off of injury. I think he is going to come back and pitch very well for the Cardinals. Um, I think he's going to be pumping gas. I think, you know, you've seen a lot of guys come back from Tommy John um, and pitch really well, like Walker Bueller. So I think that he 
could be one of those players for sure. Um, hitting wise, I think someone, you know, not taking the obvious Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado. I think Paul DeJong, Paul DeYoung is going to be very good this year. I remember watching him play against the Cubs last year. He was mic'd up. Very fun guy to listen to. Uh, seems like he's a really good. Really boring. I, I disagree. Yeah. I think he, yeah. So you know, he's I think, like a doctor almost or something. You know, I always like those shortstop power hitters. So I think that I hope that he has a good season. All right, Milwaukee Brewers. Brew crew. Um, I mean, you got two great starters, two great relievers, in uh, Hader and Williams, and Burns and Woodruff. Christian Yelich, clear, I mean, MVP um, candidate for them. But uh, looking at the roster, I think a guy that that Craig Council is going to make me crazy over is, um, is uh, I think it's going to be Adrian Hauser. I think he is Mr. very – I think, yeah, he's, he's underrated – he's probably the third starter in the rotation and everybody's going to be talking about Burns and Woodruff. And I just think Hauser is going to have a really solid sneaky season. Um, yeah. My breakout is actually a reliever, another reliever for them. I think Freddie Peralta is so good. He's got a great fastball, a great slider, and he's also going to make me go crazy next season. I'm excited to see what the outfield looks like. I think Yelich is going to bounce back, um, have an MVP season, may not win it, but definitely going to be right at the top of that, getting votes. Kane's getting a lot older, missed last season. I think that's going to be really interesting. I think there's definitely a very good chance that he regresses, showing his age. And then Jackie Bradley Jr. I think is a good signing. I'm excited to see him outside of Boston playing field according to fan graphs i don't know how long it'll be until they and kane um but yeah i think bradley is a much better hitter than the red sox fans gave him credit for and i think he's going to be exciting to watch in a new environment uh i like to see uh, going sticking with outfield lorenzo kane opted out last year in the beginning of the year uh due to covid i think he'll i think you know, hopefully people didn't forget his name because I, th- I think he'll still be very good. I think he'll be a very good player. Ooh. Lorenzo Kane. Who's that? I what? forgot who that was. <laughs> anyway, so I think, yeah, I think he'll have a, have a very good season. Pitching-wise, I don't really know much pitching on this team, but I like, I've heard the name Corbin Burns, and I think, you know, he was, uh, I think he was a pretty highly touted prospect at one point. So My I fantasy think, team. Yeah. Yeah. Don't All right. On Tyrone Taylor, by the way. Eh. Friends with Victor Roach, too. Mike Mathias. Mark Mathias. Um, let's go to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, pretty sneaky looking roster. MVP, rookie of the year, breakout, whatever you want to call it. It's Cabrian Hayes. Yeah. He's just the best. He's unbelievable with the glove and was much better with uh, hitting than people thought he was going to be. Um, when he first came up, I hope he continues it because I think he's a fun guy to watch. For sure. And um, although the the Pirates are gonna be really bad, I think he's a bright spot. Let's I think see. it's interesting that they got Todd Frazier, who's a good veteran. Yes. He's not gonna play well, but I think it's great for Cabrian Hayes. Yeah. 
Let's see. I'm interested to see Dustin Fowler. I know uh, we've talked about him before. I he's uh, bounced around a lot. Yankees, Oakland, now coming to Pittsburgh. He's going to get playing time. Um, either he'll get playing time or Anthony Alford will be playing better than he will be, which means he um, must be pretty bad. But, yeah, so Dustin Fowler – it's a very good prospect. I think it's going to be interesting to see um, if he can turn his career around, giving, given an opportunity here in Pittsburgh. A lot I of think, interesting guys in the bullpen, too. Yeah, I think, I think is it Richard Rodriguez? Yeah. Yeah, him, I think he's really Solid. good. Yeah. And um, the, the guy closer. they just got from the Yankees for Ty um, Yahure. Oh, Yahure? Yeah, Miguel Yahure. Like six or something. He's actually, I think, solid. Yeah. So, Edgar Santana. They got a couple guys. Queen Underwood Jr. too. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. He's going to be good. Of course. I think breakout player for the Pirates. uh, Highly rated prospect. Wearing number 61 this year. Kind of a weird number for a shortstop. O'Neal Cruz. O'Neal. Yes. He is 22 years old. 6'7 shortstop. If you look at his minor league highlights, it's, they're pretty ridiculous, just in the field, especially. So, I think definitely he's definitely someone to uh, a force to be reckoned with. Isn't that a weird number though? Sixty-one for, as a shortstop. Yeah, he's. A, I mean, he's a spring. That's like his spring training number. Yeah, and I don't know if he's going to be up. Change it. I don't know if he's going to be up in twenty twenty one. He's still young, and he he's he's uh I don't know. He hasn't really Definitely filled fun. out into like a six seven frame. He's super skinny, so I don't know if he's going to be up this year. But uh, like their current shortstop, Eric Gonzalez, almost broke off the Luke Steele to no hitter. Yes. So that's his. That's the highlight of his career. All right. Yeah, Pirates. NL East. NL East. We'll start with the Atlanta Braves. Um, Cy Young. He's on my fantasy team. Great looking guy, great hair, Max Freed, uh, AO, sus, whatever you want to call me. My oh, guy my is a good looker. All right. <laughs> and this guy, Max Freed, had a really solid season last year. Um, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka are going to be right behind him or up in front of him. That, that triple headed monster is super young, super scary, super good. But I think Max Freed takes a step above them this year i actually think the other pitcher on my fantasy team ian anderson is gonna break out really solid but i I also those i think those guys are great ian anderson max freed mike soroka are really underrated i i want everyone to close their eyes and guess how old drew smiley is my gut is telling me like 34 29 something like that but i it, based on your i would guess he's like 28 chase i'm gonna take the under i'm gonna go 27 okay yeah i think you got you got i'm asking for a reason because i would have said like 36 then he's actually only 31 and <laughs> wow. his stat cast numbers look actually surprisingly good i think he's not gonna be a stud but i understand definitely why they signed him what what they saw in san francisco out of him I think he's definitely going to be a solid part of that rotation. Charlie Morton, on the other hand, 
That's an interesting one. He's 37. He is 37. Neither of them throw very hard, but will mostly rely on control and deception. So we'll see how that goes. But I think if both of those pitchers um, continue to throw strikes, hit their spots, and not give up big, uh, loud contact, that would be a very good rotation. Cubs legend Drew Smiley. Okay, how many? Like I don't think he played. What a do you remember Drew Cubs. Smiley as? Like what team? Like I just cannot place it. That's tough. I I, I I know he like played for the Rays. I, I want to say just, Tigers, but that. Oh, you're right. He did play. Mm. I think maybe Rangers. Probably he was on the Rangers. Point. I think of it more as just like a MLB the show. You look at the free agent list in franchise or something. He's yeah. like the top number. Him and like 76 overall. Yeah. Who else is on there? Like <laughs> Arodis Vizcaino. Yeah. Yes. Matt Nishak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt Moore. Like, come on. Yeah. Him and Matt Moore, I feel like they're kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Matt Moore was a higher prospect, but number one, I think, at one point, right? Really? Yeah. All right. But uh, rookie of the year, Christian Pache. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, I drafted him in our simulation. Uh, Delmarva Trowbridge's legend. And uh, Jew, I mean, what's there? What's not to like? I don't think he's actually. He's not Jewish, Jewish but he wears the Star he of David. Star that's, of a, that's enough for me. There's actually a Jewish community in Dominican Republic. Very interesting. I know, yeah, but I don't think he's a rookie. I'm gonna go with Austin Riley as a solid breakout. Oh, that was my player. pick. Yeah, I love him. Big power big, hitter. Big neck. Big neck. Young, thick Austin Riley, as John Boy would call him. Nice. Um, next team, let's go to the Mets. Actually, um, anybody have any? I mean, Jacob Degrom, Pete Alonso, Lindor. I mean, those are front runners for for awards. Michael Conforto. But um, guy that I'm excited for on the Mets. I've always loved him. I have a sticker. Joey Fuego, Joey Lucchese. I hope he he kind of gets – I hope he starts over, like, David Peterson. He, he might be, like, a fifth starter, um, Joey, Joey Fuego. But um, great pitching mechanics. Super funky. Super fun to watch. Fun to watch. I like Marcus Stroman. I think he's had a tough yes. couple years. And I think he's going to come back. He's got a couple new pitches, I think. He's got his timing games, similar to Cueto, but even more exaggerated now, which I think is really interesting, really fun to watch. And I'm really excited to watch him this season. Yeah, I'm also excited about And I mean, they put a lot of faith in him. They gave him a lot of money, relying on him a lot. But uh, I think he's going to be pretty good. I think that... Let's see. I think the bullpen's very interesting. I really, really like the Trevor May signing. I think uh, Edwin Diaz is a big question mark, very inconsistent, but when he's on, he's top five closer in the league. Dylan Batansis and Juris Familia are still there. Um, who knows? You mean the Mets are going to met, they're going to break, they're going to have injuries. They're going to have relievers just be absolutely terrible and blow eight-run leads. But 
I think it's in, they got a lot of interesting names like Aaron Loop too, Jacob Barnes. Aaron Loop actually has very good stat cast numbers, very fairly was, limited sample size. But, he was on the Rays last year, if you remember. He was solid. Yeah. So, I mean, when the Rays sign someone, you know, they see something. So, but when I they think let it's someone not, go, yeah. What happened? That's true. Eh, he was pretty good for them. I think it's going to yeah. be a very interesting bullpen, and that's what's probably going to make the difference um, between playoffs and not for the Mets. Yeah, for sure. I think Lindor is going to be, you know, filling those shoes for, you know, trading the traded for Mets traded for a franchise shortstop. And I think that's what they're going to get out of him this year. I think Francisco Lindor is going to kind of carry this team um, alongside with Michael Conforto and some others. So uh, I think that's kind of how it's going to play out. Cool. Okay. 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 The Miami Marlins. If you flipped the, if you did like a brisk Bryant, they'd also they'd be the Miami Marlins. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but, double uh, letter. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia yeah. Phillies. That's true. Um, uh, Chicago Cubs. Uh-huh. No, Chica- Chicago Chubs. Sure. But, uh, the Chubs, <laughs> the Chubbies. Uh, so I think a breakout guy. I just think they have a they have some interesting relievers. They signed our boy Dylan Floro, Anthony Bass, who former Cubs, but a guy that I'm excited for, John Curtis. He was I it's gonna be so interesting because like Ryan Stanek is another similar, like another guy like this where he went he went from the Rays. He had the luxury of, you know, being put into good situations with the Rays, and I think he's gonna stink. <laughs> John Curtis. I'm sorry. I love Yezere, but I do not see him having similar results as a Marlin. I uh, so Marlins definitely very young team, very interesting guys, a lot of breakout candidates, but they also have my number one choice for a breakout candidate, the Jacob Stallings official breakout candidate of the year. Jacob Stallings going Award. to be Trevor. Rogers gonna be their fifth starter, 23 years old, lefty. Currently the Marlins number nine prospect was their first round pick a few years ago out of high school. So moved right. through the system pretty well. I have a trivia His, question. One sec, guy. Right? His stat cast numbers, all of them, not almost all of them are amazing. Walks a bit high, but still got a three to one strikeout to walk ratio. Great spin rate on the fastball. Doesn't give up a ton of loud contact. Throws a slider, throws a changeup. I just really like him. He's got uh, just great stat cast numbers. He's been very unlucky, but I just I got a feeling about him, man. He's, he's going to be my guy. All right. What is Trevor Rogers' middle name? Trevor Starts with a J. Middle name. Johnson. Is- Jacob. Nope. It's Jadaniel. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jadaniel. Jadaniel Rogers. J apostrophe Daniel Rogers. He doesn't look much like a Jadaniel to me. That's what I'll that's all I'll say. Wow. Whoa. That's uh um I'm gonna go all right. Best pitcher. 
for the Marlins. I'm going to go with Sixto Sanchez. Made his debut last year. Was really good, though he was young, throwing 100 miles an hour. Great changeup, great slider. Changing his number to 45, which is key because he's a pitcher number now instead of 73. And on my fantasy team, I think he's going to get a lot of strikeouts, and he's the next Pedro Martinez. I love six, though. I think Starling Marte is going to play really well for the Marlins. That's a good pick. Any backup? or? I don't know what he did last year, but I know he was really good when he was on the Pirates. So I know <laughs> Lewis Brinson. I, I know Lewis Brinson. Oh, I, no, I see what he meant. I see what he means. Wait. I know Lewis Brinson is also someone who people are kind of looking up to in the near future, but up to. let's go back trivia, here and see. Which I think we've, we must have had this trivia question on, but who played or how many games does Starling Marte play in the 60 game season? Starling Marte last year hit 281 with a, uh, yes, Starling Marte 61. played. 61 games in a 60-game season. He got traded. It's pretty impressive. Has anyone played like 164? Um, that just seems way maybe. too Maybe. That'd be interesting. Because 163 has to be the record. Because mm-hmm. of like a tiebreaker game. But hmm. All right. Or if you're a traded day of or something and like... Right. Whenever. I don't How many like two games on one day, but uh, I think that has happened before. Maybe with the suspended game, I, I remember there was definitely got at least 163. There was a guy in the Phillies, I remember watching John Boy about it. He got like traded from the Indians or something yeah. and played two games. He pinched run or something later that night after he was traded. Yeah, he played two games in one day for two yeah. teams, but I want to know the most anyone's played in a season if it's more like more than 163. How many games yeah. do you think Cal Ripken Jr. could play in one season in a row? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Just like, what do you think is max until he gets super tired? 365. I think you could play every day if you wanted to. Every day for a full year? Yeah. I mean. Yep. So Hideki Matsui played 163 the year he got traded from the Angels to the Yankees. I'm not. But there must have. What I was saying is there must have also been 163 uh, yeah. by, by like if someone played a full season and the tiebreaker game. But has anyone played more games than like in the season possible? I don't know. But that's an interesting. Anyway. Okay. I don't know. That's an interesting. Big tangent. Question. Sorry. Um, let's go to the Philadelphia Phillies. If you flip the first initials, it'd be Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> um, Even the first two letters. Yeah. And the first four. Yeah. Five. Alec Baum, guy on my no. fantasy team. I think he had a very good season last year. I think he'll do the same this year. Still very young. Yeah. I think he's going to play very well. Him and and Reese Hoskins, but both those two guys in the corner just hitting bombs. Zach Wheeler, I think, is also going to pitch very well this year. Yeah, yeah. Zach Wheeler's solid. One I mean, guy I'm looking out for is first overall pick, Mickey Moniak. I think he has a chance of 
getting called up and I don't think he's going to make a huge impact, but I just think it's his time. And for a first overall pick, I mean, you hope he doesn't turn into, you know, a, a Mark Appel, Brady Aiken, that kind of type of bus, but it seems like he hasn't gotten talked about at all since his, since that draft. So I hope he does well. Yeah. I mean, I think, let's see, this guy's gotten a lot of hype recently. I've seen on Twitter, Zach Eflin. I, um, I don't get this. Yeah. What it is. It's a, he's a weird guy. Cause he doesn't have like the high spin rate. Doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, but does have very good control, which gives him a good strikeout walk ratio. He has an extremely low launch angle against him. He gets ground balls, and he's very good at getting ground balls. Low exit velo against, and he's more of an old-school pitcher type, sinker slider, 72% of his pitches. But he's a guy that a lot of people are excited about, and if he keeps the ball on the ground, in the, what I'm pretty sure is a pitcher's park in Philadelphia, yeah. he's, uh, he's going to have a very good year. Yeah, I noticed you picked him up in fantasy, so. Yes, I did. It's got to be something. Take. Mm-hmm. Kidding. Got in. Oh, by the way, I have an answer to uh, the question we were just musing over. Guy named Frank Tavares, 1979, got did from the Pirates to the Mets about two weeks into the season, ended up playing 164 games. Wow. That's interesting. That's wow. a, I mean, he had to be so tired after that season. Yes, he did. And uh, I mean, he only sure. had, but yeah, that's really cool. Only had a 633 OPS too. So I don't know how he, uh, oh, how they get, why they kept putting him in the lineup every day. Stayed in the lineup. Well, it was in the seventies. So that's pretty, I don't know. That's he right. was a shortstop. So he must've been a pretty good fielder. For sure. Um, what was his name? Is Tavares? Frank Tavares. Is Philadelphia with one L and then Phillies has two L's? Yes. I believe so. Very well, there's two L's in Philadelphia, but not consecutively. But not, okay. Philadelphia. Yeah. Delphi. Villa. Chick Philadelphia. Yeah. All right. Um, last team for today the Nashington. Washingtons, Washington <laughs> Nationals. I think Josh Bell is going to bounce back and just rake good this answer. year with the Nationals. Nice, so answer. I like that. Um, I think that Trey Turner is a sleeper MVP pick. That's not a sleeper though. I yeah, think I think is. it is. He's not like a top five, top ten candidate. The only reason he it might not because in fantasy he's ranked super high because of like stolen bases steals but um in real life i just think um i mean ryan tapera stole one of his mvp votes last year so the guy meant to pick trey turner but he picked ryan tapera because he was right above it so i think uh trey turner has a very good season um and then juan soto is probably i mean higher up on mvp rankings but trey trey baby yeah i think trey turner is actually a good under the radar pick because he started to slug the last couple years like he's been able to hit home runs hit doubles obviously he's got great speed so he can leg out anything 
and it's really interesting how he's going to be able to seal bases and slug a little bit at the top of the order. But I think Juan Soto is going to break out if that's even possible for him. I think he's incredibly good and he's going to have an insane season. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nationals. They just, I didn't know this, but Hiroto Pora has been re-signed back from Japan. Oh, baby Shark. Baby Shark has returned. So I'm going to make sure when we, uh, next week or the week after when we do our predictions, that you take that into consideration that uh, Baby Shark is back. But I think that um, Juan Soto is the best player on this team. He's going to have a great year. But I think the second best hitter on this team this season is going to be Kyle Schwerber. I think, I mean, his exit velocity, better than Soto, gets on base, gets tons of walks. Strikeouts aren't great, but hits for power. And I think that getting out of Chicago and having a couple uh, having a couple big bats ahead of him in the lineup is going to help him. Not that he didn't have that in Chicago, but just sometimes a change of scenery for guys going to help him out a little bit. And I also think Andrew Stevenson's an interesting guy. He's going to be on, he's going to probably make the team off the bench a little bit older than most prospects. He is 26, going to be 27 soon, but uh, I'm excited to see him. I think he might, uh, he might hit pretty well this year. Um, I think Schwarber, if you remember in the previous episode where I explained his swing mechanics a little bit, I think if he makes that adjustment with his, his hands, he's going to have an awesome season. But if he doesn't, which I don't think – I've been watching a couple clips. I don't think he has in spring training really made much of an adjustment. Then I think it will be much of similar in the past years. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we are going to come out with an American league prediction video as well, as well as a overall record and MVP of the league, Cy Young, um, type episodes. So stay tuned for that. This has been episode 28 of WNTH bases loaded. Uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Loaded bases. That's my motivation. Feeling lucky. We should go to Vegas. 2018 motor transportation. Got me feeling over anxious like a home invasion My dough inflated and I'm more creative It's like a couple big deals but it's no parade See it's a couple, it's every generation I wasn't supposed to make it out but the code the matrix And when they get to speak it's like a coded language Reminds that they strength and all the stolen greatness We used to bad at the mobile station Full circle, mobile motivation My self-educated through negotiations Got these sharks that I'm sitting at this table with afraid to bait me No 10 on my Mercedes, that's for inspiration Two kilos on my neck like the 80s Boy, side slots and I have no my demonstration Born and raised, y'all affiliated It's really greatness Riding round like I really made it Loaded bases, I'm going Willie Mays Yeah Listen to my ambition cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further beyond into the universe But I've got to make it to first first It feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them You got the ball, I'ma take it home Bottom line, I'ma make it home I was sitting on my link and I start thinking I ain't gonna make a hundred mil off in these streets more than likely, I'm gonna end up in somebody bracing. Even worse, horse and carriage runs the church, laid off in the hearse. I dealt with it. I ain't just out here for my health with it. 
I weigh the risk and the reward is ain't the scale tipping Let's all get on one accord and take the world Take the money, take the power and the girls with us Can't buy that bull that they sell They bring drug heads in jail Look all these ways they derailed That's why respect me to the utmost when you see me is how I feel Cause I ain't feel I seen it coming, did not tell Different lanes, same passion for the male Switch lanes, all black, two glass sellers B12 too fast, gone Listen to my ambition cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further beyond into the universe But I've got to make it to first first It feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them You got the ball, I'ma take it home Bottom line, I'm gonna make it home